guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Plant Medicine, Cannabis, Psychedelics, and Pharmaceutics. So, so happy today uh, that you are here with me. I am so appreciative of you guys always showing up. Without you, this show cannot even exist. It would have been long gone forgotten, you know. And today I am super, super excited to have our guest. We have Guess what, folks? We're going international. <laughs> we are going international, guys. Yeah, uh, uh, our guest today, Mr. Nicole Hines. She's all the way from Canada. That's awesome. But before we get to uh, Miss Nicole, you guys know what's up. You, you know what's up. We got to do our good ass cleaning. So what is our good ass cleaning? First of all, for those of you that are just joining this show, I am Dr. O, also known as Dr. Lola. I'm a clinical pharmacist by trade, and I'm a, a plant medicine lover. I focus on cannabis and psychedelics. Basically, what gives me the right to do this? I mean, <laughs> why do I do this? Of course, I grew up with herbal medicine in the western part of the country, in western part of Africa, in Nigeria specifically, my earlier childhood, that was where I grew up. So we use herbal medicine as wellness tools. And I'm also a clinical pharmacist. So I'm bringing that knowledge as to help you level up on your wellness journey, saving money on healthcare costs and avoiding adverse reaction. That's what's up, that's what I do. So uh, what else do we need to know? This show is for educational purpose and should not be taken as medical advice. Consult with your doctor for all your medical need. Do not stop or start any medicine without talking to your doctor. That's one down. <laughs> now what's the next thing? We gotta say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our sponsor. This show is sponsored by WCI Health, your alternative health and wellness hub. They are the makers of Glows and Glows Beauty products. They are basically focused on alternative way to help you level up on your wellness journey, saving money, on healthcare costs and avoiding adverse reaction. So if you are a dispensary or healthcare professionals, or even if you are just an enthusiast, I mean, just head straight to their website and see all their podcasts. They have educational materials, masterclasses, cannabis as medicine, and a whole bunch of cool stuff. So go check it out. Go check it out at wci-health.com dot com or slide in their dm wci health 19 so that's that about that and also uh, what else you you are the next thank you so much for you guys there that are supporting this show that are subscribing on the apple podcast and also donating to help us keep this show going and if you are a member of our healthy cost wealth um, membership group you are indirectly supporting this show. So I want to say thank you to you guys. And for those of you that are saying, how can we join? Please go to my, uh, go straight to our link three, uh, WCI Health 19, or head straight to our website, wci-health.com for all the information. And finally, if you are an organization out there and you would like to sponsor this show, please reach out to us. 
at WCI-health and we will keep it going. That is that good house cleaning. There you have Miss Nicole. I am so, so happy to have you here. Like I said, Miss Nicole is the founder of Faded Living, an educational platform that focuses on cannabis education and cooking, a whole lot of cool stuff that people don't even focus on these days. Nobody talks, Miss Nicole, nobody talks about cooking, how to cook with cannabis. And this is this is a major, major wellness tool. It's just like we when you go to the store and you buy your Campbell soup. Inherently, it's a way of you, uh, you know, adding to your wellness, uh, all kind of stuff that we, we, we do. So cooking is part of us getting, I remember when, when I was growing up, when you are sick, they will make this pepper soup. It's kind of hot. It's, yes. It helps you to sweat and all that stuff. So Miss Neko is uh, the founder of Faded Living out of Canada. Uh, Vancouver, uh, British Columbia. Yes, yeah. Yes. yeah, that's beautiful. Welcome, Nicole. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for Great having me. Have oh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself, about yeah. the company. And I, I forgot to mention, Miss Nicole, she is a huge, a big supporter of the Black Indigenous people of color especially in the cannabis space. She's the founder of Louder Together. It's an advocacy uh, society that cater to people of color that are in the cannabis space. So I want you to tell me everything. Tell us a little bit yes. about yourself and how you Absolutely. find yourself in this space. Why cannabis? For sure. Thank you so much again, Dr. O, for having me. I mean, yay, Clubhouse, because that's how we met. So I love, you know what I mean? Big ups to Clubhouse. Um, okay, so yes, I'm Nicole Hines. I'm in Vancouver, BC, Canada. I have been a cannabis consumer on and off for about 25 years. Yeah. But about six years ago is when I started to consume it more on a medicinal way because mm -hmm. I had a car accident. And oh. I chose to use cannabis for my pain management instead of using pharmaceuticals. So that was kind of the shift in how I approached the plant. And when I started using it more on the medicinal side in Canada, that's when they started talking about the fact that the recreational market was, or the adult use market was going to be legal in Canada. So we had the medical cannabis um, market that was open. It was I think now it's been alive for maybe 20 years even, but yeah. <laughs> right. But in 2018, we also had the adult use market that came to be. And I was living in another, another city in, in Calgary, um, in Canada, I was living in Calgary, Alberta, and I decided to make the choice to move to Vancouver because I wanted to get into the cannabis industry when it became legal. And the reason being is that even in Canada, there was a war on drugs where black indigenous people of color were more disenfranchised mm. by um, prohibition of this beautiful plant. And when I started to see the heavy hitters that were going to be playing a big role when it came to be legal, I noticed that they were cis white male. Mm -hmm. A lot of, you know, it was a lot of um, non people of color that were, were going to kind of be spearheading the industry and I wanted to, to play a role. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm in my 40s, I was 40 at the time. 
And I was researching the industry and I felt like this is an industry that I can enter at the age that I am because mm -hmm. it was brand new. And I already had a connection to the plant because I already supported it before I was using it medicinally. I always, mm -hmm. I always knew the benefit of it, but I didn't think I was going to cook with it. Yeah. I really didn't. I mean, I had dabbled a little bit here and there, but I didn't think that that was going to be my, you know, my, the way I was going to play in, in the market kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I, I incorporated cooking is because I used to run a food business before I used to be a okay. caterer. I used to have a business called Wings and Tings and um, I'm Canadian born, but my fa my parents are Jamaican. So I have Jamaican roots and I was raised yeah. with Caribbean cooking. When it comes to good yeah, cooking. Right? <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Like it was part of my blood. And so I, I started this business before and it was uh, basically the philosophy was to use really great produce, to use organic um, produce as much as possible, you know, working with farmers and things of that nature. So I wanted to carry that healthy approach that I mm -hmm. took before with cannabis, right? Yeah. However, I do things a little different when it comes to cooking. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to get into that. Different. <laughs> um, my, you know, but, but that's kind of the reason why I incorporated the two. And really because a lot of people that live in the city I live in now, they knew me from before. I would bump into people and they would be like, Nicole, are you going to do food? Nicole, are you going to do food? Oh, yeah. Nicole, are you going to do food? And um, I uh, I started to think, yeah, maybe I should. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. I should, you know? And uh, I didn't start off with my company right away. Uh, I actually worked for a dispensary first. So I did, worked for a dispensary before it was legal in, in Canada. So the dispensary I worked at was more a medicinal approach as well. So we mm -hmm. sold products like suppository for, for cancer patients, yeah. you know, um, uh, really great oils and of course, dried flour, of course, dried of cannabis, course. right? And edibles and things <laughs> of that nature. But uh, I did that for a little bit. And then I worked for a, a larger cannabis company called Aurora. So I worked okay. with Aurora Cannabis for two and a half years. And while I was there, I was cooking on the side. I was getting into the culture of the city and kind of getting to meet people in the industry and, and stuff like that. And then over time, I decided to leave Aurora and to start Faded Living. And really, I started this company to help normalize adult cannabis use, really and truly, because even though it's been legal since 2018 in this country, there's still a stigma. Mm -hmm. Sadly, there's still a stigma around cannabis use, and mm -hmm. I felt that if I could uh, present it to people with food, it wouldn't mm -hmm. be so foreign. It wouldn't be so scary. It wouldn't yeah. be, you know, it would be something that they could relate to. Yeah, and you know, one thing uh, there is that food is love. Yes. There's been so much hatred with uh criminalization of this plant yes. and there's been that bias when it comes to the people that are locked up and that is really a smart business strategy really because no I've, most people a lot of people are not really looking into food right. it's just right. now recently on my clubhouse room people will come up and they want to know uh, about cooking with cannabis. This is really, really one of the questions that I get a lot. For me, 
a barely even cook. I mean, I was raised, I, was, I grew up as a little girl in Africa. Our food is totally different from the way they, they do food here. So my kids, they only want to eat the food. Right, right. Oh, so I just like literally, you know what, I'm going to leave food to the to other other folks to to take care of it but that's really a good thing the other thing i want to also mention is the fact that personally and i know you probably uh in that uh, school of thought i don't even think cannabis is there's a recreational into this plant if we are not deficient in something we won't be craving for it right if you are not thirsty for water you're not gonna be uh, be grabbing water and be gulping it down. If you start doing that, we were like, oh, there's something going on here. We need to look more into this. So even the adult use is indirectly, there is a deficiency somewhere in our endocannabinoid system. And that's that's why we, we found this uh, this out. So just want to point that out. Miss Nicole, please ask. Uh, Tell me, what is your approach to cooking with cannabis? Uh -huh. What is the magic when it comes? Because we can't just throw it in like we throw no, our salt no, and pepper. <laughs> no, you can't just throw it in. But what I, so the way, so my favorite way to consume cannabis, honestly, is smoking. That is my favorite way or vaping even second, but really smoking mm -hmm. is the first way. And it's just for a few reasons. It's because I like the ritual of yeah. you know preparing my joint. I like the insightfulness that I get sometimes when I'm mm -hmm. smoking and it gets me creative. There's just a lot of different reasons. Yeah. However, yeah. Um, as I'm aging, I also know that later on- All of us. Right, everybody <laughs> is, right? I may not be able to smoke as often later. So I wanted to start introducing it um, through food so that I'm comfortable if I just have to transition over to that. So that was number one. And number two, the edibles that are on the market um, and just edibles in general, a lot of times, a lot of times they're so heavy on sugar, really, mm -hmm. really high on a sugar content. And of course, it's a lot of times really high dose of THC, right? And yeah. so I, because I like to smoke throughout the day, I, my approach is more of a low dose um, and more of a, a microdosing when I when I eat it, right? So I actually make and teach people how to make a low dose oil. So I offer uh, recommendations of different strains that are out on the market that have like a low THC and with some CBD in it as well. And I, you know, and let me come in right. Quick. And do you know that's really a great, great uh, approach because when you look at a uh, uh, elderly population and even ch children that are battling with right. maybe some chronic condition part of what the advocacy the canvas for da's is the fact that oh he has a lower uh lower uh, potency compared to delta 9 but the first thing remain all the drama surrounding that plant so for somebody it's not everybody that knows how to measure those oil in a low dose so that will really be especially uh, elderly population, many of them that have never picked up smoke. I don't smoke. I have, I've never smoked, but my husband, don't even let us go there. <laughs> don't let us go there. <laughs> you are 20 something, he's way ahead of you. When you, <laughs> world, you know, so, but so for uh, all those folks that have never really picked up smoking at all, that would be a, a really great uh Absolutely. ways to to cater to their need 
So, and then it. on top of that, another thing that I, my approach is that, so we, I, I teach and, and personally do this using a low dose uh, dried flour. And then I also teach uh, starting to make an, a, an, your oil, which is a cup of oil. I like to work with a cup because it's easy to measure things out when you're working mm-hmm. with a cup, but only using 3.5 grams to start to, to infuse and make your cup of oil. And the reason why I start with only 3.5 grams is because it, it, cannabis is can be very expensive. If you're not growing yeah. it yourself, it could be many very expensive, whether you're accessing just the medical market or if you're accessing accessing the adult use market, for instance, yeah. right? And so, uh, especially for people who maybe this is new to them, I really, you know, go with the start low, go slow kind of Absolutely. You know, yeah. right? So I teach everybody to uh, use 3.5 grams and one cup of their oil of choice. I personally like to work with coconut oil first because it's high in saturated fats and it can, you know, uh, um, get all the benefits of the cannabinoids more mm-hmm. and yeah. coconut oil is also double usage, meaning you can use it topically and then you can also cook with it. So if you really want to yeah. maximize your dollar, that's kind of why I, I like to use coconut oil, but I teach people how to infuse olive oil, canola oil, all sorts of oils. Right. And, um, and that's pretty much it. But the first thing that we always have to do is to decarboxylate your flour and that just means add eat to it to you know change it from having that thca and it's you know um regular form and then Mm -hmm. actually drop that a off and turn it to thc right like and and that's that's what we do and we decarb it for about 40 minutes which means you pop your broken up uh cannabis on a peach of parchment paper on a tray Mm -hmm. and put it in your oven for about 40 minutes um i like to do it at 220 degrees fahrenheit but i I recommend you you can use either 200 to 240 but not to go past 240 because if you go past 240 it's the heat is too high and now you're like burning off all your you're 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 kind of getting rid of all of your trichomes all those all those things your cannabinoids Mm -hmm. stuff like that so so yeah and that's that's kind of it and then um there's so many methods to infuse your oil, but I use a lot of methods, but one of the ones that is so true to me is using a slow cooker. You wanna? A slow cooker or okay. uh, um, uh, what do they call them? Yeah, a, a pretty much like a slow cooker type of thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And you just put your cup of oil in there, you put your decarbed flour and you uh, let that be on the lowest setting for three hours and then mm-hmm. stir occasionally. And then once that's done, uh, you strain out your flour and then you have now a cup of oil that you can use. And in my, I do workshops. I teach virtual workshops every month. And in my workshop, I give you the calculator on how to actually get the calculation of how much THC is in that oil. And then how much THC is in a tablespoon. I give you all the calculations so that you're able to know what you're working with. And then we can start cooking because that is amazing. That's really amazing. It's not as difficult as people think. A lot of people, they just don't know because when it comes to plants, this plant, there are some plants you can cook them. There are some plants you don't want to cook them too much. So people, so for you, I mean, I've worked with food before, then you're able to actually really give it to people how they needed to do it. That's amazing. Amazing. 
I have a question. When you were talking earlier, you talked about uh, using saturated fat, saturated yeah. oil. Is there a specific reason as it pertains to cannabis or the cannabinoid why we need saturated? Because traditional food, they'll say, oh, we don't need saturated fat uh, because of cholesterols and all that stuff. Yeah, um, basically with cannabis and for it to really activate really well, it should have a lot of like high like fat. It should be quite fatty. So I find that like if like, let's say canola oil, right? It's it's less yeah in less in, yeah. less, less in fatty right so i recommend using canola oil for let's say somebody who's never eaten cannabis at all in their life okay. right because therefore it's going to be even lighter of a um, effect let's say mm -hmm. than if i were to use something with uh coconut oil or even like avocado oil for instance mm -hmm. right which are just higher higher in, in fats so um that is is one of that's why a lot of the new products that are on the market now are um with nanotechnology is allowing mm -hmm. for it to be water soluble so that now you can actually add some of these new products on the market to just water and automatically it will infuse where but uh, we right? still have to be careful with that. True, the very true. I'm all about my oils. Don't get me wrong. I'm really yeah. about my oils and making. I but know. you're right. Some of that new technology, like I, yeah. you know, there's just so many other things that go behind the scenes in that. Same with edibles. Yeah. Same with edibles because edibles that are on the market, some of the products that are used, or the not the products, the ingredients that are used in these products, are even hard to pronounce. I know. Right. And so that's one of the reasons why um, that and mainly the sugar content is one of the reasons why I um, wanted to cook with it more and teach people how to cook with it. And also, I am not me much of a baker. I'm not really I love to eat it. Don't get me wrong. I love yeah, it. Yeah. But I'm not much of a, a baker. And I, mm -hmm. I, I'm more of a cook, like a chef, right? Like I, yeah. I love savory foods. And I wanted to be able to incorporate that, um, especially foods that you're familiar with, you know, like, mm -hmm. so therefore, it if, if, this is something that you're trying for the first time, it makes you even more comfortable if you're eating, let's say, infused jollof rice, or you're yeah. eating, oh, you know what I mean? Like you're already <laughs> comfortable or even something as simple as your tea in the morning, Absolutely. Right? You can, you know, that you can add some of that infused oil to your tea. You can mm -hmm. I teach people also how to infuse honey, for instance, where you can. I love honey. I love honey. I do a uh, honey uh, hibiscus with honey yes. and lemon lime. I, well, there was a time, especially during when the pandemic was really high out there. I love to do ginger, garlic, uh, lemon lime, and uh, hibiscus uh, honey. It is yes. with, with my blood pressure. That's awesome. So, yeah, I actually do infused honey um i'm gonna be doing some infused because i'm in canada so maple syrup is very big out here uh, so i'm gonna do <laughs> i'm gonna do some infused maple syrup um uh in the next week or so and maybe do a little demo of that online so um yeah i try to basically the whole idea is to try to uh come up with recipes that are very easy to do because i raised three sons. My oldest is 25. I have a 23 year old and I have a 19 year old, all boys. And you when you and me are in the same shoe. Oh, I'm in the 
means I have three boys too. Okay. Uh, one is going to turn 18 in January. Okay. Uh, I have a 16-year-old and a 15. <laughs> okay, so you're like just at the lower end. Yeah, I'm like, I know. And as you know, as a mom of three sons, oh. boys, you have to be fast, quick, boo, 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 boo. You don't, you know what I mean? Like, and so mm -hmm. the cooking that I do is actually very simple, very quick, that type of thing, right? Because my whole household used to be really busy and, you know, they have activities and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. I don't have a, a lot of time. So things like smoothies, so easy to infuse a smoothie. Yeah, you know, I love like, I love smoothies. I love smoothies. I love the uh, juicing. Yes, I love juicing. Yes, those are one of my favorite way of consuming the the plants. Absolutely, I also love doing things like if you do a honey, then you can drizzle that honey on so many other things on dessert, on pizza, on like there's so many different things that you can can do it. It doesn't have to be that the entire meal everything has to be infused it could be that you infuse your gravy and so now you can just be adding that to your meal right it could be like i said your honey your maple syrup you know what i mean like those types of things and then now i'm getting into like the beverages as well like being able to infuse some beverages too so that you can kind of be elevated throughout the day on a very low dose and then you can still consume other ways that are important to you. Like for me is smoking. Other people could be yeah. and, and all those things. Right. And yeah. the fact that I do teach people the calculation, what happens is that now you can scale up. So if you then start to feel that you want to add more THC to your life, I give you the tools on now you have the calculation and all you have to do is just change the numbers and you can find out how much you are having in each dose. So I, I just try to show you that it doesn't have to be so scary mm -hmm. and it actually can be fun and it can be safe. That is awesome. That is, I, I, I've had a lot of aha moments already, folks. <laughs> we are still with uh, Miss Nicole Han. She is the founder of Faded Living and this is Cannabis Psychedelic uh, Room. And this is a Let's Talk Plant Medicine with Dr. O. Cannabis, Psychedelics, and Pharmaceutics. This yeah. show is sponsored by WCI Health, your alternative health and wellness hub. Miss Nicole, let's go back to you. Talk yeah. to us about your favorite food. What is your favorite infusion? Okay, so one of the favorite things is jerk chicken and rice <laughs> and cheese. And I love oh, me, yeah. I love me a, a spinach and arugula salad with like some mango and Ooh. strawberries and, and blueberries and Tell stuff. Me in my tummy. <laughs> and when you do that, um, there's so many ways. Like when I do a meal like that, I can just do my vinaigrette and make like a lemon vinaigrette that's infused and have mm -hmm. that be the thing that is infused for the meal. I can also do the jerk gravy and make that infused and do that as well, right? But really jerk chicken, rice and peas and a, a really pretty salad is one of my favorite, favorite things to eat and make. <laughs> oh, that is yummy in my tummy. I love jerk. I love, yes. I mean, the Jamaican and the African, we are the same. The Jamaican right. is like an extension of us. So right. sometimes, sometimes uh, you don't want to, all this cheese, cheese, cheese has its own place, but at the same time, I grew up with rice and all this. 
uh, jerk, pepper, and all that. So, so that is really uh, my language. Miss Nicole, yeah. uh, can you tell us a little bit? Because, you know, everybody have different stories, how they came into the, the plant. How yeah. has the plant been beneficial to you? How has the plant served you? Oh, so in so many ways, when I, so when I started to consume more on the medicinal side, so in my mm -hmm. mind, I'm like, this is, you know, helping me with the pain mm -hmm. is really when I realized all cannabis use is therapeutic use. Like yeah. every single time that I was using before it was for a reason. And it could be for, because I needed balance in my life. It could be because I was stressed out and I just needed to, you know, like not lose it. You know what I mean? It could yeah. Yeah. I was dealing with anxiety. It could be because I wanted to get creative. Some, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes I wanted to draw, paint, write, whatever the case may be. So it was when I was using it specifically for pain and it was so helpful for pain management, I will say, at mm -hmm. least for me, I can only speak for me. It was really, really helpful. And the fact that um, I wasn't getting any counter effects from it. And the, I say that because before I used cannabis for pain management, I was using over-the-counter medication. I didn't want to do opioids. So I was using yeah. things like Motrin and stuff like that, right? Those have but, their side effects too. Right, yeah. that's what I was just going to say. It had the side effects to the point where I was getting stomach issues and I had to yes. go to the doctor to get medication to counteract the medication. And that's when I thought that this is mine. This is not, this is ridiculous. No, this well, is absolutely yeah. ridiculous. So when I realized like, wow, if I choose to stop today, um, and having uh, from having cannabis, like my side effects are not uh, the same as stopping uh, pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Right. Because, you know, there was a, a, a four years ago, I went when we could really, really travel. There was no COVID, no pandemic. <laughs> I went to Cuba and I went to Cuba and it was after my Cuba trip that I knew that I can only travel places that cannabis is accepted. Yeah. Yeah. And legal, right. Because Cuba, it was not, not for, not for travelers, like for, mm -hmm. I know they have a medical program for their residents, but they don't, they don't have something for travelers. So when I went away back four years ago, that was when the pain was still very in, more intense okay. than it is now. So I had to get a prescription for uh, eight days uh, of uh, prescription of naproxen and mm -hmm. Tylenol threes. Okay. So I took mm -hmm. that for eight days on my trip. When I came back and stopped taking it and went back to cannabis, I was getting hives, like, like a rash kind of thing, like all over my body. And then some of my coworkers were saying, oh, you are detoxing. They're like, you are, you are actually detoxing. Yeah. I said, wow, from eight days really? only. Yeah. yeah. That, like, is, that is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That is, the, this plant is really, really an amazing plant. It's, it's I so mean, even when you look at the fact that even the dronabinol that we give cancer uh, for, for nausea due to cancer chemo or for weight, uh, weight gain in HIV AIDS patient. And when you already uh, factor, uh, you know, you model this plant in your synthetic product. Why do we still have it uh, in the schedule one? Yeah. It, it don't make no sense. And that brings me to Louder Together, your advocacy uh, group, because yeah. 
I make it, uh, and we, what I tell people is that when we talk about the minority or black indigenous people of color, we are not necessarily saying our Caucasian uh, families or our Caucasian friends and neighbors that uh, they are not part of what we are talking about. We're really talking about, uh, I mean, first of all, an injustice to one is an injustice to all. I knew that from really from growing up, we got, we, you drum that in, into your student union, an injustice to one is an injustice to all. Secondly, we're talking about there's the 1%, there, there is the 99% of us. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So indirectly, the color of, even though the color of your skin might be a little bit lighter shade, if you are not part of that 1% or let's say those 2% up there, it's still, it's still, it's still <laughs> us together. So when we are talking about, uh, especially when we're talking about people of color, minority, it is really everybody's bad. Absolutely. It Absolutely. is really everybody's bad. So I would love you to uh, go into details about Lada together, what you guys yeah. are doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and how our audience might be able to support the cause. Yes. So Louder Together, um, I'm really excited about this organization because I feel like some great things are going to be com- coming forth with the the group. So exciting news. I can't share it yet. For yeah, future, okay. But for the time being, I can say is that we formed this group out in Vancouver, BC back in, uh, I would say around in 2020, around um, the time of George Floyd's death. So before George Floyd sadly had been murdered, we um, mm-hmm. had Uh, we had put on an event in January of 2020 and the event was called Louder Together. And the idea was to um, put on a a talk for people who were in the cannabis space, but who were minorities of minorities, people of color, you know, brown, et cetera. And we piggybacked on a cannabis conference called Lyft uh, it happens in Canada. Um, uh, there might be another one in, in November in Toronto, but at the time it was happening in Vancouver. And what we noticed was a lot of the panelists at a lot of these large com- conferences, these cannabis conferences, mm-hmm. looked this, of the same color, right? There wasn't a lot of diversity, a lot of- right? On mm-hmm. that, right. And and so because of that, we did sort of our own little mini um, event. It's our own table. Right. Yes, pretty much create your own table. And it was the the city that I live in is on the west coast of Canada. It doesn't get a lot of snow out here. But the day that we did it, we did it very early in the morning. It was a snowy day and Vancouverites don't love the snow. And it was a packed (laughs) house. It was a packed house because people were really eager to see people of color, people that looked like them. speaking about the the industry so we did that it was well and we decided to form uh, a group yeah when uh the when george floyd's murder happened we came together as a group and realized like what could we do like what really could we do and one of our members uh mentioned that we have um cannabis excise taxes that we pay on Mm -hmm. products and such and we found out that uh 
most of that money, or I don't know what the percentage is anymore, but um, would go to a our RCMP, which is our uh, our federal uh, police board. Okay. So that is like some of that excise taxes was going to the RCMP to then police the Cannabis Act, which to me is does not make sense. It's so like we, you're taking it, money from us to prosecute you. us as well. I mean, thank you. That it was like mind blowing. So we created a petition and we got support from a politician out here, Matthew Green. And we, the petition was asking our government to reallocate the cannabis excise taxes from going to the RCMP budget, but rather to BIPOC communities and initiatives. Yeah. Now the government said no, but we are going to come up with another petition. So stay tuned for that. We are coming up for another petition, not asking for reallocation, but just asking for funds. Because sadly, we in Canada, like I mentioned, have been legal from 2018, but there is no concrete social equity program yet. Mm. And I think that's embarrassing. And that so, is, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So that is one of the, the initiatives that, that the group has, you know, started off with. And we want to be a place that we can offer mentorship for um, BIPOC cannabis entrepreneurs, want to be a space to share the voices of BIPOC cannabis entrepreneurs and maybe mentorship and et cetera. So we really want to be able to provide a lot of support for um, BIPOC entrepreneurs to get into the cannabis space and also to be successful and sustainable. Um, absolutely. And I always say, I always tell folks, I say, you know what, even because when you look at your neighborhood, you see different color, different shade, different folks. But when, for whatever reason, you begin to separate people, even the people you are trying to cater to, they don't want that because they, you, it's embarrassing for them. Yes, exactly. I said, I told, I was telling somebody, I said, when that George Floyd incident happened, I said the Caucasian community, how do you think they feel? Mm -hmm. Especially here in United States, especially here in, in Florida where I live, hardly can you walk down the street, you don't see, if you see two black or two white folks, you're probably going to see three people that are mixed race. Right. These are your families. Right. You get what I'm saying? So, so what does it, it's embarrassing for them because they look at this situation and say, oh, this is my neighbor. This is my best friend. Mm -hmm. I walk I, right by my side. But now, so it, racism or all this discrimination, it's an embarrassment for the people that you are trying to cater to and they don't want right. that. And they don't want it. They don't want <laughs> so, it. Exactly. It is exactly. embarrassing. <laughs> so, anyway, that is really, I, I, I think the more we talk about it, even we got to keep, keep at it. We got to keep talking yes. about it because if Absolutely. we don't talk about it, nobody's going to come and talk about it to us. It's Absolutely. just like the issue of women's rights, you know? And I don't want us to be going into the politics and all that stuff. But at the same time, I mean, it don't even make no sense for anybody to be telling another soul what to do with your body. This is oh, my I know. body, oh, for God's oh, sake. Absolutely. It is my body. Why yeah. should you legalize my body? Absolutely. And the, the uh, Texas, they just had this uh, abortion. Mm -hmm. So it, I mean, personally, heart, everybody is crazy. 
my heart. And these are the same people when these children want to come and get food, they say, oh, they are on food stamp. Oh, they are my migrant children locking kids up in cage. But you are the same community that's saying, oh, you cannot do anything to these kids. You cannot. I mean, I'm not saying, you know, that's not what I'm, I'm not saying abortion people should, but leave people alone to make Absolutely. their own decision. Absolutely. That is their choice. Absolutely. Why should you be telling somebody how to, what to do with their body? This is crazy town here, Miss Nicole. I know. So, <laughs> but, but again, you know, I'm still positive with a lot of things and we've been able to like, even with Louder Together, the, mm -hmm. the, the, um, the fact that we got enough signatures to even bring it towards the, the yeah. government was amazing. The fact yeah. that we got a politician that was behind us mm -hmm. and supportive of us is amazing. So I mean, the more that you they hear our voices, the more they're going to have to listen. I think you're yeah. on the right track. Yeah. I think you guys are doing an amazing thing uh, in that organization and just keep, uh, keep going for it. Yeah, before I let you go, Miss Nicole, uh, I know a lot of our audience that, like I said, in my rooms, people ask me about infused uh, food, how to cook with cannabis. For those of our audience that want to either get into this uh, cannabis infused space as a business, or just want to know how what to do, how to use it themselves, how to cook with this plant, what is your advice or your what do you what do you advise them when it comes to cooking with cannabis? Well, I will say, and this is just based on some of the steps I took. There is, and of course, the internet, there's so much information out oh there. You know what I mean? <laughs> so and and a lot of good information too, right? Yeah. So I, I do recommend the internet. It's great. There's a lot of really amazing books that are out there as well. Like, I mean, Google is your friend. I That was one of the, the major things that I did. And then you'll start to find that there are online courses that you can take. I also teach online courses at, you know, um, with Faded Living and you can always go to fadedliving.com and you'll Definitely. see that. You know, I, I do three different workshops uh, monthly. And one of the workshops, which I'm really excited about is I do a cooking with cannabis and terpenes. So every month I focus on a terpene. In September, I'm doing the terpene pinene. And then I talk about the benefits of that terpene. I give you examples of strains that are on the market that are high in pinene. I also give you recipes like we'll do a pesto recipe and some other really fun stuff and uh, I give you the tips on how to infuse and then you get everything also emailed afterwards so you have access to that session as well that you can re refer to so I mean there's always myself but so many amazing other cannabis chefs that are uh, putting information out there that you know online is really your best friend that is amazing. I'm going to be checking out fadedliving.com uh, myself too. There's a lot of golden nuggets that we have. Miss Nicole is dropping for us today. That is really, really. And I was, uh, you know, when you were describing the honey and all those stuff, do we have like a brand like you having your own, like your branded food? Okay, in, so in the, in the I... I am, we need that. <laughs> I know I am, I have been really lucky um, that I have some friends that have gifted me some beautiful 
uh, in uh, olive oil, like beautiful olive oil from Sicily. And uh, I have access to some a great supply of it. So I am going to start working on infusing olive oil, this beautiful olive oil and see where that takes me. So fingers crossed, putting it out there, you'll see it on the market at some time yeah. in my life. That is so cool. <laughs> that is so cool Ms. Yes. Tell us, tell us where can our audience find you? Where can yes. we find you? Oh my goodness. So one of the beautiful things about Faded Living is that it is at Faded Living on all social media platforms. Oh, so cool. on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um Pinterest even it's just at faded living so very easy to find me and then you can definitely check out my website fadedliving.com and we're gonna be putting that uh, link in the show notes when we publish this episode uh, Miss Luko uh, you've been so generous not just with your time but with all the golden nuggets that you threw at us today I am so so stoked I'm so happy to have you here thank you so much for being here Miss Nicole we appreciate you thank you so much I totally totally appreciate you having me here it has been fun (laughs) it's a great way to start my Saturday so thank you (laughs) yes ma'am so guys that's our show for today we will be putting all the links from Miss Nicole's, you know, so we can go to our website and support what she's doing, especially with, with our brand as well as our Louder Together. And that's it. So if you are yet to join our, our Cannabis as Medicine our Masterclass, please go to the website wci-health.com. And also we are getting ready to come up with an event, Florida networking, uh, business networking. So you guys, uh, by uh, by the time we release this episode, you will be able to have access to that. And like I said, if you are an organization out there and you would like to sponsor this show, please slide in my DM, WCI Health 19. And you are yet to pick up your book, A Pharmacist Guide to Cannabis, Perspective of a Non-Conforming Clinician. Miss Nicole was telling you doing it basic, easy, make it simple. That is exactly what I did with this book. I wanted to make it simple, basic, take away the medical jargons. And the cannabisiac, uh, the mosaic uh, group, they are uh, also the organization in charge of cannabisiac. They're going to be uh, reviewing the book as their book of the month for September. So guys, be on the lookout, check the profile. That's where the good stuff happened. You are yet to pick up your copy. Go to wci-health.com. This is a must for everybody. It's not from me. It's from folks that have read it. It's a basic. Anyway, that's it. And until next time, folks, remember health equals well. Bye, guys. Thank you, Miss Nicole. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.